0: The Chicks, The Rebel Sound of the South Last week, I was hit with an ad that said The Chicks were coming to Simmons Arena. I will not be the first or last Black American with a bad relationship with country music, but I was intrigued and got tickets to the show. If I ever have the tenacity to sing karaoke, you would hear me sing every single word of landslide by heart. But most importantly, I faintly remembered them being featured in Advocate, a leading source of LGBTQ news, and abandoning Dixie Chicks to be on the right side of a divided country. Few artists can claim to have defied convention, weathered the storm of controversy, and emerged stronger than ever. Fewer still can claim to have done so in the traditionally conservative landscape of country music. Last night, I witnessed just that. The Chicks performing live in Little Rock, Arkansas, Formerly known as Dixie Chicks, their concert was more than a display of musical talent but a surprising example of the power of progressive messages in music and inspired this blog post. The legacy of the Chicks dates back to 2003 when they spoke out against the impending US invasion of Iraq. The lead singer, Natalie, stated that she was ashamed that then-US President George Bush was from Texas. Their opposition to the war was met with Cumulus Radio removing their music from country radio stations, at that point 43 country stations in total. A notable instance of public protest also occurred in Kansas City, where fans were encouraged to dump the chick's CD into the trash cans. Moreover, death threats were directed towards the band, so much so that they had to install metal detectors at their shows. Mainstream networks such as NBC and The CW refused to air commercials for their new documentary in 2006, called Shut Up and Sing. Despite the boycott, the chicks used this experience as gas to refuel and released, Taking the Long Way Home, which won multiple Grammy Awards and pioneered a movement long before cancel culture was even a term. The concert in Little Rock was filled with moments of powerful social and political commentary. Images of DeSantis wearing a Disney hat and Donald Trump lost at sea and being consumed by a monster provoked gasps and applause in equal measure. A nod to recent news was their cover to Patty Griffin's Don't Let Me Die in Florida, while Rainbowland by Miley Cyrus acknowledged the recently concluded Pride Month. It was an evening filled with symbolism and substance, a clear departure from the stereotypical country music norm. Most of the concert was dedicated to their latest album, Gaslighter, which marks the Chicks return to the music scene after a 14 year hiatus. The album is as much a reflection of their journeys as it is commentary on the broader social and political landscape with lyrics that allude to betrayal, resilience, and redemption themes. This was particularly evident in tracks such as March March, which contrasts the personal with the political. The song's lyrics and video reference current and past public protests involving racial justice, police brutality, gun violence, climate change, and LGBTQ rights. Their journey from Dixie Chicks to the Chicks is a testament of the evolving dynamics of the South, the country music industry, and America. This evolution is a beacon of hope to those who aspire to move into a more inclusive and equitable future. It indicates that change is not only possible, it's happening right now, one concert at a time. An echo progressive values in a packed stadium in the heart of a blood-red state. It signifies a profound shift in American culture. Despite their unapologetic stand, their enduring popularity is a sign of changing times, and I, for one, am here for it.